Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little bit of motivation, a little food, of, a little food for thought, and just a cool observation uh, that I had this week that I thought would be good for all of us to think about. So. With that being said, I'm sure all of you guys are well aware that I am, in addition to being someone who makes a podcast, I'm a big-time podcast listener. I listen to tons of podcasts, literally dozens of podcasts a week, Um, a wide variety of subjects. Um, I I think it's one of the greatest ways to take in information and just stay motivated. The interesting stories that you hear... Uh, the people who you never knew had as interesting a story as they've had. You know, I listened to one just a couple weeks ago that I, I re-downloaded after I, I deleted it because I thought the story was so interesting. It was a person who I knew was interesting to begin with, but when I was done, I was blown away with just how truly interesting and motivating the person's story was. I digress. Yesterday, I was listening to one of my daily listens, and I heard an interview with a gentleman by the name of Clint Black. Now, for those of you guys unfamiliar, Clint Black is a country music singer. Uh, he was big in the uh, later 90s and such. Uh, he was signed to RCA Nashville in 1989. Um, his debut album was called Killing Time, and he had uh, four straight to number one hit singles. Um, and his it was basically big in the 90s. He did chart a few songs in the early 2000s. Um, recent, more recently, in 2003, he started his own record label. He's been uh, you know, a small-time actor, a couple of parts here and there. Um, he's worked with some really big names in the, uh, the country music world. And though I'm not what you would call a big-time country music fan, I've got my couple of country songs here and there that I like. I found his story very very interesting and um, one thing that he came, kept coming back to as he was being interviewed and this was what really spoke to me is the way that he had decided that there were certain steps that he needed to take in order to achieve his goal of becoming a professional musician in order to be a professional country music singer he, wa- he knew there were certain steps that he had to take and he wrote out a list of steps from A to Z. And I, I don't—he never mentioned how many steps were on the list. Ironically, uh, the interviewer asked him, "Like, do you still have this list somewhere?" And he goes, "No, unfortunately, I threw it away, because that would really have been a cool thing to see—to have watched the different steps that he took on his process to get himself to the, this height of of country music stardom." But what he kept coming back to is as he was telling the different parts of his story, he was communicating about how it was just the next thing on the list. I, I did my first step, so now I was looking next to my second step. And then after that, I started looking at my third step and my fourth step and so on and so on and so on. And I thought it was just such a genius message because, in my opinion, that is how everything is done. But it's not how everything is planned for. You don't go from uh, 
you don't think about going from A to B and then B to C and then C to D. So often people forget those small little steps and they think instead about the big jumps. But that's not the way progress is made. It, it simply isn't. I'll take this to a martial arts example. Uh, several years ago, one of the big publications in martial arts was called Black Belt Magazine. And back in the day, that was a big deal. Uh, if ever you were featured in Black Belt Magazine, that was a big deal in the martial arts world. Tiger Shulman's was featured in Black Belt Magazine, yes. And there was a guy whose name I knew in the martial arts world. And to be honest, I don't remember which of the martial arts legends it was that I heard that ran a school this way. But he was explaining uh, how his school worked. And he said, in my school, there's only two belts. You're either a white belt or you're a black belt. That's it. There's nothing in between. And then he described his black belt test, and it was rigorous and, and so forth. Um, but I found it so interesting that this person, who was a very accomplished martial artist himself, who had gone through a traditional belt system, felt that it wasn't necessary, felt that the person, a person only should have those two belts, white and black, and that was it. And obviously, for those of you guys unfamiliar with martial arts rankings, uh, the only real consistency in martial arts rankings is that there is a white belt in the quote-unquote beginning. Really, that's like the, the, the most beginner belt is, the, uh, is a white belt. And then, at the end of the beginning, if you will, where you start to get to the more advanced levels of training, the first belt there would be a black belt. So often people think of black belt as the end, when really any good black belt continues their training after receiving their black belt. They don't receive their black belt and stop. They keep moving forward. So I digress. This gentleman, whoever he was, had a school, only had white belts and black belts. And that is not to say that his black belt was very easy to get. As a matter of fact, it was quite the opposite. When he described his black belt test, it was quite difficult. But... I found it to be such a dis discouraging idea that you were either brand new or you were advanced, and that's it in terms of rank. There were no intermediary goals for you to strive for. And I just don't think that's how the world works, right? You don't go from private first class in the military right to five-star general. It's just not the way it works. There's many steps along the way. There's many little goals, but that's the thing. I think the way the world works for most about everything is that step-by-step -step process. And the only way to get to that bigger picture goal is to not focus on the bigger picture goal, but instead to simply focus on the next step. And you hear this in a great many things. Um something that I think is very significant that uses this is the idea of recovery. When somebody's recovering from drugs and alcohol, they don't focus on going from using to six months sober, to a year sober, to 18 months, none of that. They're, the big motto that you hear in that world all the time is one day at a time. I'm sober today. And then tomorrow, I'm going to worry about being sober tomorrow. 
And then to, the day after, I'm going to worry about being sober that day after. And I think it's a really powerful way of thinking because if you think too big, it can be very discouraging. If that same addict who was trying to be in recovery didn't look one day at a time, but instead tried to get the whole process done and, uh, and wrap their head around that whole process every single day. I've got to get six months sober. I've got to get six months sober. I've got to get 90 meetings in 90 days. I've got to do these things. And if they looked at it all like that big, it would be so overwhelming. And, you know, I've talked in the past before about how we can take little things and make them overwhelming. But, you know, big things can, by all means, be overwhelming too, of course. Why wouldn't they be overwhelming? But when we focus on the big picture, instead of the pieces that make up the, the big picture, then how in the world are we ever going to find that next step? All we need to do is focus on the distance from A to B, and then the distance from B to C, and then the distance from C to D. If you start at A and you're looking at Z the whole time, man, you're going to get real discouraged real fast because that top of that mountain doesn't seem to ever get any closer. The horizon always stays the same distance away. But that next step in front of us is always the one that matters. And I can wrap this idea into a great many different goals and I think it's really important that we do because the more we understand this process, the more we can set up this process for ourselves. Right. For example, look at a martial arts, a traditional martial arts ranking system. In a traditional martial arts ranking system, someone starts as a white belt, and then generally they get stripes on their white belt, where they you know, earn little intermediary promotions on that belt. And then they go to their next belt, and then that next belt they earn stripes, intermediary promotions on that belt. So that way they're not looking from their white belt to their next belt to their next belt to their next belt. They're looking from their white belt to their first stripe, and then to their second stripe, and then to their third. That way the distance is small. And in the beginning of any journey, we need the distance to be small. Why? Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to handle those steps in the beginning. In the beginning of any journey, the biggest mistake people make is they try to take too big of a step, too fast. Instead, focus on what's right in front of you. Get that first step of the process done. Then worry about the next. Then worry about the next. That's the way that, that we do anything. Right? There's the old adage, you could eat a Buick if you did it one bite at a time. And it's certainly the case. See, like I said, the biggest problem that people have is they focus on the big picture and they try to do too much at once. Like New Year's times. The gyms go crazy, right? People always fill up the gym around New Year's time. But what happens? People are all excited. They haven't been to the gym in, you know, eight months, a year. Uh, this is the year, though. This is the year they're going to get in shape. And how are they going to get in the shape? They're going to go from absolutely zero working out to working out every single day. Oh, but they'll, they'll take Sundays off, but that's it. Every single day, they're going to go to that gym and work out. And how long does that last? 
I'd say if it lasts two weeks, it's a lot. Usually it doesn't last anywhere near that. But why? That person's trying to make too big of a change too quickly. Instead, if they said, you know what, I'm going to train two days a week. And they did that really consistently. And then they said, you know what, now I'm going to work on my nutrition. And then they said, you know what, now both of those things are working well. I'm headed in the direction that I want to go. Now I'm going to add a third day a week of training. And now I'm going to tighten up my nutrition. And everything's going well. I'm going to add a fourth day. And they built it slowly over the course of time. Then maybe by the end of the year, maybe 18 months or two years down the line, they're doing something physical every day. Now that, that person has realistically gotten there. But that's how we do things, effectively anyway. Right? If you're gonna, again, I'm going to give you guys a million examples of this because I really want to drive the idea here home. I really want you guys to understand this concept. And more importantly, I want you to then take it to whatever that you do. If you're going to put up a big old fence, you don't look at just the fence. You don't say, okay, this is the span that I have to fence. You focus on where the first post goes. You dig the hole for that first post. You make sure it's deep enough. You make sure it's level. You make sure it's exactly where you want it to be. If you're going to cement it in, you put the cement in. You put the post down. You bury the post. Then you worry about where the next post has to be. You grab a piece of panel. Make sure that it's going to line up the way you want it to line up. Figure out where to dig your next hole and do that. Then you mount your next panel. Then you mount that panel of fence. Now you start figuring out figuring out where your next post has to go, and you dig your hole. And you see, you're doing it one step, one post, one panel at a time, and you overcome that great journey that one small piece at a time. If you do it that way, what you are really doing is not overwhelming yourself. When you focus on what's right in front of you and you focus on taking that very next step, it is so easy to keep the motivation, to keep the momentum going. When you look at, oh, this is how much more I have to go, or I have to fence in this whole yard, man, you're going to get real discouraged real quick. It's the same as if you say to yourself, I have to lose 30 pounds. Don't focus on losing 30 pounds. Focus on losing the next two, and then the next two, and then the next two. And then before too long, the 30's there. But you didn't do it in one fell swoop. You didn't try to drive yourself crazy by looking at that giant bite. Instead, you did it one small step at a time. And you did it by focusing on taking the next step, not the biggest step. So as I'm continuing on this idea, what I want you guys to think about is I want you to think about the, the journeys that you're on, the things that you are looking to accomplish, whatever goals you might be. And it, it really, it doesn't matter what they are. There's, there's so many of them. There's so many goals that we can be on. You know, I use the fence example because that's one I just conquered myself, putting up a little bit of fence. Again, the project looked overwhelming, but just one post, one panel at a time. You could even apply this beyond, I mean, obviously the first thought here would be a long-term goal. So you have a long-term goal in front of you. Let's keep it fitness related. Let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. So don't focus on the 50th pound. Let's imagine you're 250 pounds. Don't focus on being 250 pounds. 
focus on being 248 pounds and then 246 and then 244 and you do that same process well how are you going to get from 250 to 248 i'm going to up my exercise level okay how are you going to do that what's the next step if you were writing yourself out steps in the paper what would the next step on the paper be and then once you've completed that step go dutifully to the next step you've completed that one okay go to the next one now you might wonder should i really have a piece of paper should i really have a list i would think if it's something that's clear to you i would think of course you should i think writing things down and being organized i think it keeps you accountable i'm a really 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 big proponent excuse me of writing of writing things down i think that it's such an important idea i always believe that a goal becomes real once you've committed it to some kind of written medium i don't like to say paper because if you're a person like me i rarely write things on paper i usually put them on my phone because that's something that's going to go everywhere with me and plus as i've expressed to you guys before i use a lot of the google interconnected stuff so i'm able to on any of my devices see the things that i'm working on so again whatever it is you're working on i don't care what it is you can apply this model to it take it and find the steps chop it into little pieces Think about where you are and think about the not where you want to be, but the next place you have to be in order to get a little closer to where you want to be. All right? And again, it can be done with anything. You're going to buy a house. Okay, there's a bunch of steps there. Figure out your budget. Understand how much, save a down payment. Start looking, start deciding what you want neighborhood-wise, feature-wise. What do you want out of a house? What do you want out of the property? What do you want out of the town? Answer all these questions and then start a process. Start step by step. I can't really think of anything that you couldn't do this with. Right? You go to read a book. You're not worried about getting to the last page. You're worried about getting to the first page and then the second and then the third. I mean, if you really think about it, you're, every day you're doing this. You're going to eat a meal. You don't think about finishing the whole plate. You think about the next bite. And you do this over and over and over again. Why? Because you need to be successful. If I'm going to leave my neighborhood, I'm not thinking about where I got to go. I'm thinking about getting to the end of the block. And then which way I've got to turn. And then at the end of that block, which way I've got to turn. And so on and so on and so on. You think about those checkpoints along the way. Because... When there's checkpoints along the way, you stay motivated. You collect a little bit of an achievement and it's really easy to denote your progress. Let's go back to that martial arts ranking system idea. You're a white belt. You know your next goal is to get the one stripe. Then you know the next goal after that is to get the second stripe. And then the third. And then the fourth. And each time you accomplish that, there's a little more pride in feeling that way. There's a little more of excitement because you know what you're accomplishing. Because you can see that your positive habits are bringing you in a positive direction. You're, you're checking things off of that list. That checklist that you have to get to where you want to be, you're putting some checks down. Beautiful. Keep doing it. Keep moving forward. One small step at a time.
right? I forget the astronaut that said it, right? but it's one small step for man, it's one giant leap for mankind. Well, one small step towards your goal is one giant leap of momentum that's going to help you get a little closer to where you want to be and keep you motivated to continue to work on the next thing down that list. So I challenge you this week to whatever you're working on, put it into a checklist. Write out the steps that you're going to take. And then go through, through the super satisfying thing of every time you accomplish one of those steps, clear it off the list. Whether you're going to delete it, check it off, cross it off, whatever, find a way. Tuck it away. And as you hit that little check mark or you cross that out or you check that step, feel the pride that comes with it and know that you accomplished a little bit more. So that's all I have for you guys. As always, please make sure you guys, wherever you're listening to the podcast, subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you guys like the podcast, uh, rate, review. Those things just help. Most importantly, share it. The more that you share the podcast, the more the listenership grows and the more people are hearing these messages, which is why I do it in the first place. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at sensei underscore leonelli. You go onto Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. Right, you can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. Uh, you can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the map.